Welcome to the LMD Podiatry Podcast. Trust us to get back on your feet. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren DeBakaroff. Hello, welcome back everyone to another episode of the LMD Podiatry Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Wolf, and I am here with your host, Dr. Lauren DeBakaroff. How you doing, Dr. Dr. Lauren? How's it going? Uh, Chilling. It's the holiday season. Tis the season, as they yeah, say. Yeah, a little bit of Hanukkah, a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of, you know, whatever everybody else is still celebrating. Yeah. yeah. Getting the gifts, lighting the candles, looking at trees. <laughs> <laughs> all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. So I've been getting signs from the universe. I've been hearing a lot about a friend of mine recently told me he was going to get a, a, a myofascial massage. And then I heard on another podcast, because as you know, I've been running a lot lately. Somebody was talking about uh, the myofascial this and that. And I, I said to myself, I can't, I've also heard plantar fasciitis before. And I know we actually talked about it briefly on another segment when we were going over some topics about sports inju- injuries and things like that. And I know this is a common ailment that folks have. Uh, and I, I'd imagine a lot of people out there are like me and really don't know much about, they've heard it before, but they don't know really what it is. So what exactly is plantar fasciitis? What are the common symptoms associated with the condition? Sure. So plantar fasciitis, um, a lot of people hear it and they have no idea what it actually means. Um, but what the plantar fascia, it's the band that holds up your arch. So when you say plantar fasciitis, it means inflammation of the band that holds up your arch. Um, That's the itis part. Uh, Why is it caused? There's a couple of different reasons. The most common cause of plantar fasciitis is when your calves and your hamstrings are too tight. It's very biomechanical. Um, What that means is if your calves and hamstrings are tight or short, what happens is your heel or your plantar fascia, which holds up your arch, works extra hard to reach the floor when you walk. So when, if my legs or if, if my calves are super tight, when I try to put my foot down and it works extra hard to put the foot down, I create an abnormal tug and pull on the plantar fascial band and it creates little micro tears in there. And because it tears or sprains, that's when um, people start getting pain there because your body's trying to heal the sprain and it doesn't get better because you keep walking on your foot. So that's kind of, you know, the historical biomechanical, you know, progression of how plantar fasciitis typically happens. Another common cause of it is just, you know, not wearing the right shoes. Even if you're not tight, it, you know, if you're older, and you're losing some of your fat pad or the cushion underneath your foot, underneath your heel. Um, if you're walking barefoot or not wearing soft supporter shoes, that can also irritate the band or the plantar fascia, creating that inflammation that's causing you pain. Well, you know, I got my Brooks now, so yes. I'm in good shape with the footwear. So how, how is plantar fasciitis diagnosed and why is it important for individuals that are experiencing these types of symptoms to go and seek professional help and go see a podiatrist. What was the first part of your question? 
<laughs> no, how how is it? How is plantar fasciitis diagnosed? Oh, how the and, diagnosis- and why it's important if you're if you're experiencing what you think might be symptoms. The, 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 go get the checked best out. way to diagnose it. The best way to diagnose it. Um, if the patients are saying I have pain with the first step of the morning, and pain at the end of the day, um, that's usually like you know light bulb probably plantar fasciitis. And then when I examine the foot and I have, if there's pain on one specific area of the heel, I know that that's plantar fasciitis. And then I just confirm it with imaging, right? Okay. So I always want to take an x-ray, make sure there's no stress fracture or uh, any other issue in the foot that could be causing the heel pain. And then usually I do ultrasonography or a sonogram and I take a look at the arch, I want to see how severe the plantar fasciitis is. And sometimes the patients have a really bad sprain within the band um, and needs more aggressive treatment, uh, like fine-tuned to their, their issue. So what are the available treatment options for this ailment? I mean, both, both, both in terms of medical interventions and also self-care strategies. So first thing is stretching because if you have the most common thing that's causing it, which is the tight calf and and hamstring, the number one thing you have to start incorporating into your daily routine is stretching your calf and your ankle. Um, You could, you know, if you're, if you're too lazy, you get a night splint that stretches your calf for you. (laughs) I actually have a real, I actually have a really cool stretching splint. Um, that you could sit in for an hour a day to go like all the way up your leg. You know, some people just, they're too lazy <laughs> to stretch. So we have things like that. Um, but really it's just like the runner stretch and, and calf stretching and, and all these types of things. You do them a couple times a day, hold each leg for 20 seconds and alternate and do a couple of reps. And that should help kind of stretch out your calf and your hamstring. And patient, patients do see that as soon as they do that, they can see when they put their foot down, there's not as much pressure on their heel. So that's number one, super, super conservative. Um, and then the next step is basic rest and ice. Okay. Um, again, it hurts because it's inflamed. So I always recommend icing um, and avoiding high impact activities for a couple of weeks until the area heals and goes back to normal. No running, no jumping, no barefoot walking, only low impact, like walking in good sneakers like you do. Um, Walking, uh, swimming, biking, only low impact. And then if it's very, very painful, sorry about that. If it's very, very painful, um, I usually offer a steroid injection. And all that does is it delivers an anti-inflammatory medication directly to the problem area. So I insert the the needle right to the area of pain, and basically there's steroid in there, and what the steroid does is gets rid of the inflammation that's causing the pain. Some patients need like two or three of them together with some anti-inflammatory medications, such as an ibuprofen, for example. And when you do all that at the same time, your plantar fasciitis resolves within a month, month and a half tops. Are there ever any, I'd imagine there are extreme cases of plantar fasciitis that, that go beyond yes. just the injections that require actual surgery and things yes. like that? So when, when, when plantar fasciitis goes untreated, okay, 
or doesn't respond to treatment, any of the treatment options that I just like laid out for you. Um, it, you fall into a chronic plantar fasciitis category and then some patients do require surgery. Uh, the surgery for that is a plantar fasciotomy in which I go into the operating room and you go to sleep and I go in and I make a little incision and I just release that fascia. And that actually gives patients all the relief in the world. And it's not a bad recovery process, um, but it really does help. It's, it's really reserved for people that fail all those other treatment options. Okay. Um, I only do that surgery maybe once a year because I always tell my patients, if you don't listen to me, I have to take you to the operating room. And, but there are some patients that come to me when it's too late and I can look on the ultrasound and see that they have all this scar tissue in their plantar fascia. And it's just, it's like, I always tell them you may or may not respond to my treatment. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. One other trick I do have up my sleeve for uh, preventing patients from coming um, from going to the operating room is I do regenerative medicine and I basically use these stem cell injections. And what the stem cells do is they actually correct this. They actually reheal the area, kind of regenerate the scar tissue back to normal plantar fascia and they take away the pain at the same time. And for some patients it does work. And I have been able, uh, successfully able to get patients out of the operating room just by getting one or two of those injections. Very interesting. So as always, my, my number one takeaway, and I, I say this out loud, have to, have to reinforce it to myself, but also to uh, share it with the listeners. Every, everything goes back to preventative measures. Like you said, sh stretching, taking care of yourself. Uh, doing the things that are necessary to avoid these issues from happening in the first place. And we're all guilty of it, right? Like you said, we could be lazy at times, but if you take one thing away from this, it's take care of yourself, be kind to your body and, you know, put in a little hard work and go into, you know, be, be a little uncomfortable because it will pay out uh, dividends in the long That's run. Right. Not <laughs> That's right. If you feel a little, little heel pain, you know, the number first thing you got to do, Get yourself some thick old sneakers or some nice cushy memory foam slippers at home. You know, stretch a little bit and you it'll prevent it from getting worse. It's really all about just kind of being conscious of what your body's trying to tell you and knowing how to, you know, attack it before it gets too worse. And then you have to come and see me. That's what, anything I can impart wisdom on my patients and all people with heel pain. All right. Sounds good. Dr. Dabakaroff, always a pleasure. So nice seeing you. I wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season if we don't cross paths before then. So take care. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. I shall. I shall. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Everyone take care and have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you for listening to the LMD Podiatry Podcast. For more information, visit lmdpodiatry.com. That's lmdpodiatry.com. Or call 954-680-7133.